Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to tell podcast we are back for the fifth episode and we have a guest this time i'm dexter henry brian fonseca over there in the middle our first woman to ever join the ain't hard to tell podcast her name is princess streeter she's the host of the w podcast production assistant at espn dc radio doing her thing she's been a fan of backpack broadcasting for a while uh this is actually our first time meeting her well you your second second time my first time uh she's been following stuff i did in backpack broadcasting for a while so i appreciate your support sister you've always been uh supporting us but now you're here yes i am and i'm very glad to be here it's a funny thing when i first met brian i actually had to reach out to him because i was in new york of course yes which just shows y'all don't ever come to dc to see me but that's cool oh (laughs) man (laughs) damn she just put us on blast like that (laughs) no but i was in uh new york and i was actually at the connecticut sun and new york liberty game and so me i had never been to madison square garden barely ever been to new york I'm like, just it's so excited. I'm like, oh my God, I'm Madison Square Garden. Oh my God, I'm just here on Media Row. So I'm just looking, I'm like, okay, so who's at the media table? And I'm like, I see a familiar name. I see Brian Fonseca. And I think it was um, for the Brooklyn, what do you write for? It was, yeah, Brooklyn, uh, BQE Media. Right, so I'm sitting here, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm Nobody's ever Instagram. gonna be excited to see him that again Aww. like that, ever, nobody. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a familiar face. I just rolled I my eyes. Instagram, and then he never showed up, so. Damn. And she she reached out to me. I did. And she was like, yo, I thought you were going to be at the game. And I was like, oh, nah. But are you going to be at Big 3 on Sunday? Yeah. And then connected there. So and, it all it yeah. all worked out. And you yeah. still were you still were able to see. So yeah. for the people that don't know, as I said, you are the host of the W Podcast, which is a podcast that focuses on the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yourself and your co-host, who I actually have never met uh, mm-hmm. either, but we have also been connected through other people. Um how that come about? How's that going with the W podcast? Obviously, podcasting is the thing that we like. We're right. here, we're doing it. Um, how is that in talking about the WNBA, which maybe doesn't get the respect that it deserves? It's one of the major sports in this country. Yeah, I love women's basketball. And so when I met um, Lo, her name is Laureen Iraq. Goes by Lo. That's her stage name, as I love to call it. Shout out to um, Lo. <laughs> yes, I mean the sweetest girl ever. She's of course a New York native as well. Um, and we make it work. Like we don't have a full setup like y'all. That's why I was telling Brian. I was like, Yo, y'all set up 
life is like amazing because for us we do it basically like through Skype like I'm in DC she's in New York wow. so mm. um, just kind of putting that together trying to make it sound like we're in the same room we don't we didn't want it to sound telephonic so we had to like get a lot of equipment audio board and all that fun stuff but yeah the whole process of how it began is we just met um, and we instantly started talking women's basketball she has a very popular website that covers the WBA um, beyond the W right beyond the yeah. W.com mm -hmm. yes shout out to that has so many great things planned yes. in their future so I'm so proud of her for that and I was like when I met her I was like beyond the W is a great outlet at the time I was living in North Carolina which is where I'm from and she was like wait like they know about Beyond the W in North Carolina. I'm like, girl, anything women's <laughs> basketball, I'm on top of it. So when I finally got to meet her, we just began like cultivating all these ideas. And I was like, it would be great to just have a podcast that's all exclusive women's basketball. Um, and of course, we kicked off with the WBA season this year. We started at the very beginning with the draft, mm. um, which was a very loaded and talented draft class um, up until now. You know, we're going to have one of our reflective kind of shows of the season, just mm -hmm. to, you know, highlight and celebrate everything that's been going on through the year. But like you, um, like you asked, I think it's very important just to have um, a platform and a place where women's basketball fans can come to because they're out there. I think the really important thing that we focus on is just reaching them. A lot of them um, is, is within our demographic. Like, and mm. you think about buying power. And I mean, I think what a lot of the WBA caters to is children. So, you know, like some of the biggest games is like Camp Day or things oh, like that. Yeah, yeah a lot like, of things out there. They don't have the buying power. They don't, you know, they're not aware of like schedules and things like that. So we're like, let's reach out to the millennials who watch women's basketball, mm. the young adults, black, white, uh, you know, Hispanic, Latino, Latina, you know, um, Asian, male, uh, female, in that regard, I think I can use that respect. But, in that regard, um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just across the board, we're just trying to reach out to people in our age group, and I think we've done a pretty successful job at that. We've had, we've only had one guest, I don't know what's taking us so long, we love to hear ourselves talk, I guess. You had Roz Gold, uh, from a uh, sideline reporter from the Warriors, who does a great job, and for yeah. TNT. Now, yep, now she's working for, I think, NBA TV and TNT yep. and Turner, so that's amazing for her. And she was like one of our high-profile guests. And of course, we had, um, you know, so many good hits just from that interview alone. And then we have so many great, you know, um, WNBA players and personnel. And even, we're even going to try to reach down to women's college basketball and coaches and and players um, just to reach out to and talk to. So, yes, everybody, if y'all are listening, y'all love women's basketball or just basketball fans in general. Y'all love to see just good basketball because it is really good basketball. Yeah, as a basketball fan, I've always said the mm -hmm. WNBA is good basketball. I just love good basketball. I'm a basketball junkie, so yeah. I'll watch anything. I know that doesn't always translate with men uh, the same way, where they're like, man, I'm not watching the WNBA. They can't dunk. They can't do this, um, all of which I think is ridiculous. But I think the thing you said, Princess, I'm going to let Brian get to you, is that you know the audience you're trying to reach, you're mm -hmm. reaching them, and you're, you're doing a great job, the two of you, um, and also inspiring young women who are looking at people to do things in sports journalism and talk. So mm -hmm. I commend you for that. Keep doing, keep oh, doing what you're doing, you. sister. Keep doing there what you're you doing. Go. Right, go ahead, there give you me my go. props. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to get your thoughts on, speaking of good basketball, we saw game five last night. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we're recording this Thursday, but yeah. Last night, WNBA Finals, what do you think about like everything that went on? Because <clears throat> not even just on the court, like we know it was a great game and everything, and it was second time in a row where LA played Minnesota, and it was crazy. We had almost a full-blown comeback at the end, but Minnesota ended up hanging Man. on. And a lot of people were showing love, and I feel like this is something that's been going on like 
with the help of social media with the WNBA. Like it's growing through like Twitter and Facebook. I don't know what does that mean for the league necessarily in terms of like money or whatever, but I feel like it's really doing well on social media. So what are your thoughts on it from that and how good that is to see that come around, even though it's a championship, but yeah. Yeah, that goes back to that demographic. Who's talking about, who's watching it, who's talking about it, and who can help generate that buzz around the WNBA. My only wish is that, you know, we would talk more about the WNBA during All-Star Weekend, the draft, you know, high-profile games during the regular season more so than just the playoffs. Or like you mentioned, one of the greatest, you know, rivalries that they've had in the league between the Minnesota Lynx and Los Angeles Sparks, which is deservingly getting the attention that it does. And I think part of that is because it's broadcast on ABC, ESPN, Mm -hmm. while a lot of regular season games are, you know, broadcast on uh, smaller networks like, you know, for Liberty, Madison Square Garden Network. You know, people like from my hometown in North Carolina can't see that. We can't access that. So I think, um, you know, just a lot of availability, accessibility, which is, you know, not um, my job to do. That's not... I would be getting paid higher if I was solving those problems. But no, I'm just saying, like, it's exactly how it's growing and progressing. And I'm just like, for me and Lowe's position as host of the W Podcast is just to take advantage of that and just be like, look, this is the league and the avenue that we love. We love women's basketball. We love women performing at a very high level. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it, it allows you to reach back. When you think about the young girls who, you know, have these examples growing up, like, for me, if I ever meet Lisa Leslie, I'm going to cry. Like, I mean, I'm going, I, I can mm. imagine it because I feel it coming, like, just like in the way that I'm putting myself out there and I've been meeting so many WBA legends. I'm like, when I lock eyes with Lisa Leslie, I'm going to have an emotional rush just because when I was seven, eight years old and I saw her dunk for the first time in a game. I remember that, you know, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, I've seen it with men because I have two older brothers, my yeah. dad, my grandfather all taught me about basketball. But when you see a woman doing it, a woman that looks like you, a woman who created a brand, developed the league, spearheaded it. It's like, it's a different experience. It's a good thing you bring up with Lisa Leslie. Do Mm -hmm. people forget how much of an impact she not only had on WNBA, but when you look at women's sports as a whole and Mm -hmm. what she did for the WNBA as a woman that created her brand, uh, could dunk, super athletic, very beautiful, all those things together and she used that. Do people forget about how great Lisa Leslie was? I think so. And I think even with Rebecca Lobo and Cheryl Swoops, those were the first three You know, they, um, those are the first three players to create the WNBA. And then you have Tina Thompson, who was the first player drafted to the WNBA, yep. who was for years the WNBA's all-time leading scorer before Diana Taurasi came along to stamp that record most recently. So you think about the pioneers, even before that, the Nancy Liebermans, the Cheryl Millers, before the WNBA was even crafted and thought of just, you know, in that um, I think American Basketball League circuit, you circuit, know, yeah. just creating that. It's like you got to remember what they've done for the brand and how even when there was no hardly anyone watching, especially with, you know, we talk about Lance, Nancy Lieberman and Cheryl Miller and who, there were hardly people watching, paying attention. There was no major broadcaster ESPN. They were doing it for the love of the game yeah. and just that wisdom to look down the line and be like, let's just let's just set the tone for what this can be. This can be a billion dollar entity. This can be a reflection of women at the highest level in sports um, to inspire the next generation. And you really have to commend those women who despite, you know, Lisa was a celebrity in her own right, but even, Mm -hmm. you know, despite all that coming in, she still did it for the love of the game and for the love of young girls. I want to know this from both of you, actually. So in comparison to, I guess, 
say the league hasn't been around that long. It's been 20 years. Mm -hmm. But comparison specifically to the last five, 10 years, do you feel like the, the perception has changed? Of the for, league, like for the better, for worse, or whatever the case may be. Because I, again, I talked about earlier how I feel like fans mm -hmm. are at least showing it more recognition. But and for those of you that don't know, I did cover the New York Liberty this year for, you know, BQE Media. And what I noticed when I went to games, there weren't a lot of reporters there. Mm -hmm. And the ones that were there it wasn't necessarily, you know, big outlets that were there. You know, I got in there. Right. And there were like people from, yeah, sure, ESPNW, but there were a lot of like blogs and things of that nature. So I feel like in one, on one hand, yes, it has improved like the perception, the image or whatever. But on another hand, like the coverage isn't necessarily there. Right. Or at least from like this level, you're mostly getting it from people who are trying to make their entryway into something better. So it's kind mm -hmm. of a stepping stone type of thing. I'm not, I'll let Princess, Princess talk about it from her perspective, but I think as a, as a man, I don't believe the perception has changed that much among men. I mm. think men still have a lot of negative views towards the WNBA and the game and stereotypes surrounding that that hasn't allowed their mind to expand to the game. Um, so, that, you know, as I said before, there's still a lot of uh, people who are like, yo, I'm not, I'm not watching women's basketball. They don't think it's good basketball. I think people who really know basketball, who really love the sport, uh, men and women, those people are watching the games because they know. You look at Col Kobe's a huge fan of the game. You see Magic Johnson. They know it's, it's high level. These are the best women in the world. And yeah. so why would I have not? You, have you seen Maya Moore's Wikipedia? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen yeah. all these accolades that she has? She's, and she's one of the best American athletes right now and, and that doesn't get talked about. But that's, that's another said. issue that always happens with women kind of getting pushed to the back burner there. So I think yeah. women are supporting uh, the sport, you look at that, you see it from the games. Mm -hmm. um, you see a, a huge presence from the LGBTQ community um, at the games. They've been uh, heavily supporting. Um, but I still think a lot has to go far with men supporting. So I think when men really support it, it's going to help it a lot. Um, and is that I, a win or is that an if? I say when, because I, I, I'm going to believe in the positive and change. I think there are people like right. there are people like <laughs> myself who are saying, "Hey, I'm watching this." I have, my daughter was, you know, on my lap while I'm watching the game five right. the other night. I'm she's, having her, so I'm trying to make her see that. Just because I love basketball, and she needs to see positive images of women excelling athletically at the highest level. So I'm always for that. But I think as as more men open their mind and change their thinking towards things, which we will touch on later, mm. Um, mm. that. I think can happen. But Princess, you tell me what you think the perception is, uh, as Brian asked, you know, in the NBA, is it changing? Do you think it's actually progressing? Well, you made a good point when you brought up your daughter, having her in your lap to watch that, because um, I feel like that's when a lot of guys' mind change, minds change. When they have a daughter and when they're, ba when they're passionate about basketball, they have a daughter, then they, rec then they recognize, okay, let's give her a positive role model to look at. You know, let's have her, let, let, me, let me show her that her highest dreams of being a basketball player are attainable. So mm, now right. let me turn on the WBA. Um, and so I think with a lot of guys, like he also mentioned on social media, when the Elena Della Don and Lonzo Ball rift happened, um, basically like a Twitter battle, a lot of it was go back to the kitchen, you know, I hope, how are you going to wish, yeah. you know, bad on a kid a lot of when people nobody also, watches your game, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are also just doing that to be funny. It's trolls, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of trolling and stuff too. But Not that that's with, right either. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely not right. Yeah, <laughs> even with uh, with men, I, 
I don't know. I'm not a man to know if the perception's changing, but at the same time, it's like I, I'm going to go with the positive and say hopefully it's a win more than an if in the near future that guys, even before they have daughters, recognize that this is the highest level, this is the greatest, these are the greatest, you know, women playing basketball in the world. When you, you look at Maya Moore's resume, and then let's go to the Olympics. Every mm. single, they have not lost a game in. Crazy. Like six Olympics. They have not <laughs> lost a game. And the men this past year were struggling, losing to Argentina, like yeah. little crazy teams and stuff like that. But we still tune in. Like you still for the stardom and the and the and the you know fanfare of seeing all these superstars together. But when you look at the the talent, like the raw talent, they were beating people. They were breaking their own. Diana Diana Taurasi broke the record for the most threes in one game. The next game, she broke that. She broke that record that had yeah. never been accomplished since like 30 years prior. She did that the next game. Something something crazy like that. And it's like when you really look at the talent and exactly how hard these women work, what all they achieve, and how they just dominate over anyone else in the entire world, you really just gotta think about it. Like I don't I don't think they, I don't think they, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they get enough credit for their domination. Or money. More money. That too. Well that too. More, you know, and that's that's, a, that's, whole that's nother... a whole nother issue that just <laughs> mm-hmm. the disparity is for what they do is so great. Real quick before we go to break, and obviously we're talking a lot of WNBA, but NBA preseason is coming up. Really quick, what are you excited about with this NBA season coming up? Oh my gosh, it's so different. The rosters are completely different from last year. And so I'm just excited to see how everyone's going to gel. I mean, you got OKC, you got their big three mm-hmm. going on. You got everything, everybody who's coming in and out of Cleveland. Derrick Rose is there now. Dwayne Wade is there now. Boston, Kyrie Irving's trying to stand on his own. But Gordon Hayward is trying to get his respect and kind of take over as, as his own team. <laughs> yeah. Who else is looking all kinds of different? Um, everybody. The East looks worse than ever been. The East Brooklyn. looks worse than it's ever been. <laughs> Um, Denver, they had a really good, they beat the uh, Warriors in preseason. Paul Millsap was the greatest player on the floor. I mean, it was just like. Preseason. Yeah, preseason. But, I mean, it's still, like, (laughs) exciting. I'm like, okay, you know, Houston. I mean, you got Houston. You're trying to see who's going to come. Basically, like, who's going to come second behind the Warriors. Do you have a finals prediction? Finals it's prediction. It's way so too early. Especially with all this is going on. I know it's too early. It's February is too early to make that prediction too. But, but yeah, I mean, we can go ahead if you want to. I think I'm going to do, <laughs> do my conference finals prediction. All right, let's hear it. Golden State. That was a hard one. <laughs> I just thought I'd Nobody saw <laughs> Right. Nobody saw I just thought I'd the heck out of him. Golden State and OKC. I'd like to see. I'd sign for that right now. Golden State and OKC. I was going to say Houston, but until Carmelo no, got I want to see OKC. Right. Um, Golden State and OKC, Boston and Cleveland. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, with, okay I'm wait, wait. No, we're not done. Then from there, what uh, happens? No, that's the, that's my fi- that's the Come final thing. Come on. She's not going to go beyond. want me to get the plus minus, how many games? Like, he's doing okay, too okay. much. Okay, okay. I didn't MVP. say that. Right. He's doing too much. No, but here's the thing. If you can get to the conference finals, you can you can go a step no, further and get to the finals. I don't want to come. Why are you stressing me? You know what? You know what? Let's go to break. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Princess about somebody who had a major fail in the NFL, Mr. Cam Newton. Uh, disrespecting women, we we don't stand for that here on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. We'll come back, we'll talk a little bit about that and what's going with that. Stay tuned on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. It Ain't Hard to Tell, where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, 
mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite backpack broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t dot pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. What's up, listeners? You know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point A to point B. Now, when I have to get anywhere and I don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation, it ain't hard to tell how I get around. I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, request a ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers. And I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today. Lyft is currently offering free ride credit to Ain't Hard to Tell listeners. If you are new to Lyft, then you are eligible and getting your credit is easy. All you have to do is download the app and use the promo code AHTTPOD to unlock your free credit today. Ain't hard to tell who has the best car app service. So use the code today and ride out loud with Lyft. All right, welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here with Princess Streeter of the W Podcast and ESPN production assistant for DC and the radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, Princess, I know your week has been good. My week has been good, but it has not been a great week for Cam Newton. Uh, quarterback of the Carolina Panthers from your... Are you a Carolina Panthers fan? You're from North Carolina. Are you a Carolina Panthers fan? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't like, I like, watch the NFL, to be honest. And I actually have not had a great week, and I'll tell you why. I got a great welcome to New York. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. I got oh, a great goodness. welcome to New York um, by having my car impounded. Uh-huh. I've only been here for five hours, and... I came out of a meeting yesterday, and I walked down, and there was this big old white, like, paper across my windshield, and I'm like, Jesus, what is this? And NYPD was in a truck on the passenger side of my car, like, blocking me from getting out. Apparently, I had gotten the ticket at 4.17 p.m., and they give you two hours before they tow your car. I walked outside at 6.13. Like, they were on the way. Damn. I had four minutes to get all my ducks in a row, so I couldn't do it, so I just had to wait it out, and at like one o'clock this morning, I finally got my car free, and it is now in a parking deck, safe and sound. Safe and sound, all, yeah. all because you just didn't see the signage of it. It was the situation not being a commercial. Okay, it's wow. something like commercial. But the thing is, is that <laughs> the there signs was a, in New York are crazy. Though. But the thing is that there was a parking period. meter to the side, right beside my car. There was a parking meter, so I'm like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm, I got the meter running. Like I'm fine. And then I come out to a boot. Yeah embarrassment people are just some which are new yorkers y'all are so no. annoying there are people, objecting to this. no i'm not people, no i'm not objecting to that when you oh. i've got my car booted before when you get your car booted there's a crowd people like they put this they put the, the thing on your car and people have to look like they don't know what the sticker is they're looking by like what happened to the car are we going to do here's my annoyance and i'm a born and raised new yorker why are you looking at me if you're not going to help me exactly are you help which me? does not benefit you at all you? it was a crowd of like six or seven people watching 
watching us like dispute with the NYPD. You know, I'm trying to do my little Southern smooth talking like, hey, if I slide you a, a hundred real quick, can we just uh, make all this go work. away? And he's looking like, nah, it's already been processed, boo. They coming. So <laughs> it was like, um, and it was like, I'm just trying to talk to NYPD, trying to figure out exactly what's happening, where I got to go next. There is a crowd of people watching me and I'm and just you know like, what they're saying? They're like this, like, yo, yo, yo. Or just making the taste like, I can't, well, I, I can't imagine. Stuff. I can't imagine because I don't drive yet, but that has happened to me multiple times in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Yo, Get you did not here. just link that to Grand Theft Auto. Get out of here. You did not bring it back. All right, so Princess <laughs> is weak. This is money, Brian. This is money. Princess got her car back. <laughs> I got right? it back. She it's did not lose down. her car. However, Cameron Newton, quarterback for the <laughs> Panthers, he lost an endorsement, and that was yeah. with Dannon. Nice. So, yeah, we, we tied it all back I in. I like how you did so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we tied it all back in. Now, for those of you who might not be in the know or don't know what happened, uh, Cam Newton was at a press conference on Wednesday in which a reporter from uh, Jordan Rodrigue from, uh, I forget what outlet she's from, but she was at the press conference, which Cam Newton was talking Might about. Might Charlotte Observer. I think it was the Charlotte yeah, Observer, actually, to be exact. And she asked Mr. Newton a question about the physicality of